Yo, welcome to the Visionaries Only Podcast. I am DeAndre Official, and this is another episode. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. If you are a Patreon member, what up? I appreciate you for supporting the mission and the movement. And if this is your first time listening, please thank the person that brought you here. Once again, close your eyes and see with your heart. If you believe it, you can be it, uh Everything I am, I seen it, yeah I be having visions, uh, yeah I be having visions, yeah, yeah, uh, uh If you believe it, you can be it, uh Everything I am, I seen it, yeah I be having visions, uh, yeah I be having visions Yo, got a special guest in the building T.Y., he got a message for y'all. Speak your heart, bro. Thank you. Lord, give me the truth. There's only one purpose for that noose. I never thought it can get this deep. But there's secret it keeps. Still have shackles on my feet. There's an isolation from Haiti. Knowing that they are not me, but yet they look just like me. Understanding they treat us so trifling, in spite the creations we give to thee. Time and effort we manifested thee. Greatness, freedom, liberation, honesty. Take us away from our original lords Use the one you gave me against your plan. I not only invented the coup, but I invented the coup. Teach me to like everything but my own. In our own zone in Oklahoma, living real good. What a time to be alive. Greatness couldn't have come sooner. Until history repeats itself again, they come barging right back in, again. This time the recipe was passed down. Yeah, that smell wasn't no burning tree. And that cross wasn't put there to show no faith. That's why I know you see a young black man running around right now at this time of age claiming he ain't got no faith. Because they subconsciously only showed us one thing you know, simple thing, three Ks. You know, no positives and synonyms about great things. You know, being black supposedly was a bad thing. I remember I said we had them inventions. Never tell the name or the skin color behind that tool. Propaganda extension. So understand, history repeats itself. Unless you follow that third eye, that holy divine one. You know, one glass of red wine before we unwind. I love you, I'm gone. This is T.Y. Yo, fire, bro. Fire. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, man, tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. Where you from? Oh, man. My name is uh, T.Y. I come from uh, the Cleveland area. I come from Youngstown, Ohio, the 330 area. 
Shout out to LeBron James. <laughs> What's the weather fan. like out there, man? Uh, right now, um, it's half and half out of the year. Half of the year is snowing. Half of the year is in the nice sun. Um, Ohio is humid during the sum- summertime, but it's a great vibe. You know, it's like a real cool, smooth type of groove out there. You know, like it's a different type of, you know, it's the Midwest. It's a different type of flow out there, a different type of brother. Hey, man. Uh, what about you, L.A.? Uh, bringing me out here is uh, the opportunity that is out here, the money, the school, and, you know, everything that comes with, you know, living a great life can be accomplished out here, almost anywhere, honestly, but out here, you know, it's available quick and fast. Right. So, I got one more question before we just chop, man. Um, what's motivating you to, like, you know, really want to get this message out, man, because you got, you got some stuff on your heart, man. Um, what motivates me is just that I know that I have something inside of me that I'm ready to finally unleash and they're ready to show the world. It's, um, it's all through, you know, going through something, going through a pain, because pain has also taught me a lot of great things. So it's time for me to be able to express myself and show people, you know, my gift. For sure. And you hit me with the bars and the segue because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about today is uh, necessary pain. Um, I'll give a little bit of my spill about it first, man. The it's, it's been crazy the way that my life has been going like with my relationship with God. For the most part, what I've kind of already accepted is that whenever I want something great to happen to me in life, that there's going to be some kind of pain behind it. You should uh, understand that you are human and God is not. So your relationship with God is going to change every day. Right. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And you know what I mean? It's It's been... He has one relationship with you, which is just love. And it's been, you know... Moment after moment for me, man. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about how I came to L.A. Um, I wasn't raised by my dad. And, you know. Papa was a <laughs> he, uh, he got sick um, when I was like, um, I think I was like 22 when he got sick. Um we, we didn't have a horrible relationship because, I mean, I didn't really understand much. You know, when you're young, you yeah. still just love your dad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> see bad things, still love daddy. Right. <laughs> so what kind of pushed our relationship kind of over the edge was when I got a little bit older. And um, my brother, his mom had passed away. Mm-hmm. And when his mom passed away, my dad didn't take him in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of took offense to that. Um, he was like 15 years old when this happened. And right now, you know what I mean, he serving time for a compass to a murder. So I kind of blamed my dad for that when I was growing up. You feel like your um, your brother was going through some things that your dad could have helped right. take away. You know what I'm saying? Just having a man in his life, you know what I mean? Because right. he had to be raised by his grandma. And we kind of know how that can go. Right. Like, yeah. No no, no diss to his grandma, but right. it's hard to raise a man. Uh, especially out here in L.A., gang yeah. culture and all that kind of stuff is around you. Um, so, yeah, I kind of blamed him for it, and we we had a conversation on the phone one night. Um, he had been drinking a little bit, and we was talking, and 
you know how if you have a parent that you haven't been that you haven't been raised by some of y'all probably understand this when you talk to them they come up with small talk you know so it's like how school how is you know uh and initially your like, you have a, you have a hurt behind those type of questions because yeah because you ain't there you're not there <laughs> so it's like why are you why are you worried about it right it's exactly how you care like, yeah. So you know he at, he was asking them kind of questions or whatever, and so when I was in high school, my freshman year, man, I was in the streets. I ain't do nothing. Like I failed every class. My freshman. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> so he told me that you know what I'm saying. I bought pain to him yeah, by don't not get it twisted. Free <laughs> will turn up when they need to. <laughs> Uh, he said that I bought pain to him by not graduating on time because it was still taking money out of his mm. check. You know what I'm saying? Because he was on child support. Mm. So, you know, of course, I'm like, man, how is you going to get mad at me for not passing through school? You ain't never helped me with no homework. You ain't never, you, you know never, what I'm saying? You weren't there the whole you time. You never even tried to ensure my, my you know, my greatness. Right. So, I was I was mad about that. We got into it and... Um, I had been holding a grudge like ever since then. And then, so when I found out he was sick, of course, like in my mind, mentally, I was kind of lost. I'm like, dang, do I go talk to him? Do I go holler at him? Do I feel bad? Do I feel good? I don't even, I ain't even know how to feel. Right. But I knew I had to come to Cali. I had to get out here to see him. Crazy way how God worked, make a long story short, I had, I was working at a hotel at the time. And um, I remember this day, my mom had dropped me off at work and she was like, yo, do you think you might get some vacation time or something like that to go to Cali? And I'm like, man, y'all don't get vacation time up here, bro. Like, I don't, I don't think so. She was like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll see about it. I remember I was feeling all type of emotions, hit my knees, really prayed for the first time, like for real, for real. Deepest prayer I probably ever had. Um, <laughs> you know what actually bought me the prayer was a Tupac song. I was listening to uh, <laughs> Unconditional Love by Tupac, man. And, uh, it, it got me. So I started praying. I asked God, let me know what you want me to do. You know what I'm saying? If you want me to go to California, show me how to get there. First time really asking him a question like that. And I got fired the same day, bro. And it was like, I had never got fired and been happy about it. Why? And they, they fired yes. me. <laughs> like, ooh. And they fired me for something that... You know what I'm saying? Everybody did. So it was one of those, you know, when you got like the cool supervisor that let everybody really use the phone. Let everybody, you know what I'm saying, listen to music every once in a while. So that's how it was. And then what happened was I found out behind the scenes that the person who had my position had came back for his job. So they fired me. Yeah, my for buddy's something back. That, so um, <laughs> thanks for the six months. So they fired me for something that everybody did. But anyway, I was happy about it. And, you know, that was my trip to Cali, man. I've been out here. Uh, ever since then so I kind of seen that pattern you know what I'm saying and uh, more stuff has started happening in my life where I seen that pattern uh, something great would be on the horizon and then something bad would happen right in there but it taught me a, a valuable lesson early so I've already learned how to take joy with pain right. you know what I mean so I think that's important one thing about the journey is that the journey just just first is so we're so excited and we're ready to take it on or we're actually scared about it or whatever but we don't realize like inevitably like the journey the middle part is the worst part man yeah that, yeah, that man. first initial step dribble pull up whatever you want to call it <laughs> into you know whatever journey or plan that you have is the worst the steps one through nine whatever 
or actually two through nine, whatever would would suck. Right, because the first step is really yeah. the decision. decision. You know what I'm saying? You make the decision. You're it. like, oh yeah, I'm ready. You know what I mean? But yeah, <laughs> that second you des- one, you decide. Like, because going into anything, when you decide that okay, this is what you're gonna go into, you need to go into it hard, heavy, and positive. Right. You need to make sure that everything that you do is positive going in it. Your energy, your time, your effort, you know, your, your left turn, right turn, whatever it may be. Because once you get into it, you need to have that same attitude even when you are at the lowest point. When you go exactly. through a roller coaster through two through nine. Because number 10 is when we celebrate again because we have to win. Right, man. I was just, you know, um, I've been watching the finals this year. Mm-hmm. And I saw uh, Kawhi Leonard made a... Uh, a comment about like how he keeps his poise yeah. uh, during high pressure moments. I've he said that. he learned it from Kobe, Jordan, and Shaq. It's not and done. True. Like when you watch him, it's like the higher the pressure get, his face don't change, his emotion don't change. It's tighter. It's like, yeah, it's man. stiffer. <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost yeah, man. Stiff. So you, you know, what I'm saying you got to learn. That's a technique that I think everybody needs to learn. What was some some necessary pain that you feel like you went through in your life, man? That you feel like had to happen. For you to become who you are right now. Well, just in initially, just like with like you know, with your similar story about like going through high school mm-hmm. and not graduating on time or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had um, your story about uh getting fired because you were doing something everybody else was doing. I, I had took advantage of a system, but then I had basically abused what I could take advantage of. And it had put me into a situation where I didn't graduate on time. Mm-hmm. You know, I had abused like being able to be like, oh, you know, you're you know, a black kid at this, you know, private white school. You played football, whatever. <laughs> so have, what school did you go to? I went to a private Catholic school back in Ohio. I don't want to, I'm not going to say no names. Because right, like right, I, I, I eventually I could air some things out. <laughs> um, but I went to a private Catholic school back, back east. And um, basically... Um, I need a baby, maybe one credit just to graduate high school. And they denied me even just being able just to walk because I still was going to earn my diploma or anything like that over the summertime, you know, a little summer course, whatever, one little summer course, whatever, like, you know, it wasn't going to hurt or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. No shame, no, you know, no foul or anything like that. But it's just the fact that they denied me that, you know, that access to walk just in general, even though being I'm still going to receive, you know. I know, and I know how that could feel because... Because it was like, a major letdown. Right. I, like, my mom, but when I was not graduating, the only reason why I went back, because I could have went to summer school and just had my diploma mailed to me, mm-hmm. but I know my mom wanted to see me walk. So yeah. I was like, man, I'll do a whole nother year just so she could see me yeah. walk. And it just, it also showed me a lot about myself. It it started, it actually didn't really show me a lot at that moment, but it started a journey to help me show myself what I like and what I don't like. Right. Because right, right. when I went into that and I had to deal with all of that, once I had received my diploma or whatever, because I didn't initially start going into college once I had received my diploma. Because I was like, well, shoot, you know, I just took the summer classes or whatever, <laughs> like, you know, uh, I'm going to chill yeah, out for chill a little, out for bit, a little you know? minute. <laughs> so I started to explore a little bit. I started to get my feet wet a little bit more, you know. I had more freedom. I had more time. So all I would do, you know, pick up a little job, whatever, work. And explore like who I am. How long did you chill? Uh, see, that's the thing. I didn't even chill long. I only chilled like a semester. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't even like you know what I'm saying. I got to really sit back. Like you know, I went like a semester off and then enrolled in the school. But then that's the crazy thing about it is 
I enrolled in a school and everything like that, and then I moved the next semester. You moved the very next semester? I did. Dang. I did one semester of uh, college in Ohio, then I transferred all the way to California. So when you transferred, was it like the same decision was like, yo, I'm leaving because there's something more for me? Or was it something, was it My a combination of things that brought you out here? A combination of things is because there was a lot going on with my family and I was like running away from um, basically like a hole, like a grasp. I was rebelling on a low uh, mm-hmm. against my mother because she wouldn't let me go to a certain school, whatever that I wanted to go to. I wanted to play a sport uh, in college. I wanted to play football. And uh, this one school was going to be... What position did you play? I played a, di- um, a different like a amount of positions because like I have a weird body. Like I'm a little bit bigger, <laughs> but I can run fast and everything like that. I'm really durable. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the strongest, but I'm not the weakest. So it's like I can play at different things, like a defensive tackle, uh, like a small nose guard, a one tech, three tech, um, all type of different defensive line things. Uh, but I got some, I got some homeboys that I went to school with. That is the truth. They just never, yeah. get, they just never got the looks. You know? <laughs> Shout out to that class of 2014. I played running back for a cool minute too, man. But yeah, I was just rebelling uh, against my mother and um. Cause I was I was running out of options, you know. I wanted to go here, I wanted to go there, or whatever. This school had this, this school didn't have that. Um, but this one school was like, yeah, you know, we got the football program, and we'll let you, you know, let you walk on, whatever. We let you, you know, try out, whatever. And I was set from there. But then after we had like a little visit there, or whatever, my mom wasn't feeling the school whatsoever. You know, you know, a mother's intuition, you know, usually, usually is right. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But it's my life to live. You know, yeah, I got to make yeah, that decision. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, I went ahead and she was like no and I was still in my mom's grasp a little bit so since she said no to that I was going to do something that I knew she had to say yes to <laughs> so I just looked at her and I was like well I'm just moving to California then <laughs> with my aunt had a master plan <laughs> and she was like she was like caught back from that because that was a big move I had to her to her knowledge because I had to see I lived a double life like growing up like Mm-hmm. I went to a Catholic school. Then my best friends was from the hood. You was in the streets. So, like I was in the streets. <laughs> like I was straight in the streets. Like Southside Youngstown on Dewey. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. So to her knowledge, this is the first time me outside of sports, travel sports or anything like that, mm-hmm. me leaving the state of Ohio, whatever. So it's a big thing for her. Her first child. You know, the oldest of her three children was about to move straight to California Dang, before man. he even turned 21 years old. He just turned 18. You was 18? I was 18 and a half. Dang. And you came out here with nothing? Nothing. No family out here? My aunt. One aunt. Just one aunt? One aunt. That's it. Dang. Anyone else that you see me and I will say family about is, has been adopted and for adopted for a great good reason. Like, yeah? Yeah. I have, like, adopted family out here. I have met good people out here, you know? I've been through a lot out here. I met, I've had, you know, good times, bad times. I found love out here. I found money. I found, you know, art. I found all different type of things that I didn't even know or even want to explore or to even accept in life, you know. You know, LGBTQT community, understanding and, like, giving these people their peace and their love, you know. Mm-hmm. Understanding, you know, for one, you know, being a brother from back east, understanding, you know, Mexican culture, mm-hmm. embracing the Mexican culture because of what 
front one having an understanding of respect for like this is their land yeah like an understanding you know what i'm saying because people need to realize, you know, it, it ain't really that many, a lot of black people out here in this area if you want to compare them to black, white, and Mexicans. Yeah, so, I even even in the neighborhood that, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm in now. It's just the infamous neighborhoods you hear about are predominantly black. So you think that there's a lot of black people here, but it's really not. Yeah, things really change. When I was young, before we moved to Louisiana, I um, it was... It was Watts area, South Central was black. I came back, it was like two black dudes on the block. It's like it was straight Mexican. And I was shout like, oh, out to dang, my different. Shout out to my Mexicans out there and my uh, brown people. Bro, I love the culture. Shout out to my Browns. <laughs> I love their culture. Viva. Man. Shout out to my Browns out there. Love and respect y'all. Keep it going. Because I mean they grinding like us. You know what I'm saying? And, just, and that's what I we see. We all on our own different, you know, spectrums of the light. You know, we we all we got our own thing, you know. As long as we can just understand, you know, because was, was it is it in the Bible that there was a there's a boat of different shades? Um, there's a sheep of different folds. Oh, it's all the same. same. All the same thing. Boat, sheep, all of that. You know, what I'm saying it's multiple. But like we say, you know, and they all come down from shades of bronze. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so another thing that I noticed in my life, I'm a. Uh, Ask you if you've seen this was the reason why I think that that pain is also necessary, not just for me to grow, but also for me to connect. You know what I'm saying? Like I found a lot of common ground with people through pain, and now I see like the stuff that I went through was it brought great relationships into my life. You know what I'm saying? It brought great people into my life only because. I can say I went through what you went through. We we can empathize. You know what I mean? Has that happened to you too? It has. I've actually made friend great friendships because somebody has went through something that I mm-hmm. went through, or we were going through something at the same time, so we were able to help each other cope with something, or just going through something with somebody and you spend time apart, mm-hmm. but you guys are both going through the same thing. Right. So right, that way, right. when you do get to come back and talk, whatever you can explain and express about how. You both went through this and you both went through that. And then now you can come together and help each other, you know, fix whatever that this person may have went through. Mm-hmm. Because even though we may be going through the same thing, you know, it's all our own experience. You yeah, know, each yeah. step is different from the next person. You know, you open the door this way and open the door that way. We end up still doing the same thing. Right. And then those perspectives are important too. You know what I'm saying? You get all them, all them different perspectives from how other people dealt with it. I've learned techniques on how to deal with pain from just having different relationships with different people. And you know, oftentimes, man, um, in our in our life training class, I talk a lot about religion and how I think it hurts people. And one of the things I think that religion tries to do away with. It's that common ground of pain. You know what I mean? It's almost like this separation of if I know God, then I'm good now. So we don't really have as much in common. You just need to get like me. Fonks. <laughs> like working out is if you want to get into shape, working out is pain. Man. And the pain that you put your body through, the stretch you put that muscle through is what makes it grow. Right. You know, it forms into something that you may want it to be. You know, I'm not saying don't put yourself through pain, 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 and think that you're going to grow into something magnificent because some pains, like we said earlier, are necessary. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that, too. I want to get to that, too. But go ahead. I want you to finish but your point. Some of the pain that you go through um, can be from a small mistake that you made. Mm-hmm. You know, it can hurt. You know, there can be a large effect on the mistake, you know, of, you know what you then did, did. And boom, it gives you an opportunity to grow and to learn because you actually have to sit back and reflect from it. And then, like, if there is a goal to be, you know, accomplished after, you know, for growth, you need to be able to attack it. With, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And handle it through the pain because that's how you, you make those steps. You know what I'm saying? You got to get over this right here or whatever, you know. And, you know, once you get over this right here, you, be like, you come to an understanding like, okay, this happened for a reason right here, blah, 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 blah. Okay, boom. Now, how can I attack this right here? Because if I understand this right here, this will help me understand this one. Right, right. Like, See, and it's that, it's that self-reflection that's important. Uh, on the gym thing, I, the, going to the gym regularly taught me so much about having to sacrifice even you know the, I mean? even the mental process of saying yes i'm going to the right <laughs> is it's, a it's a struggle it's a, pain. it's a struggle to even make the decision yeah and then people go into the and that's the thing they use the gym as a reference too like with faith people go into the gym and see these juice monkeys and be thinking i'm gonna look like that in 10 days right <laughs> nah son <laughs> you can't do that with god you can't do that with a relationship you can't do that with a job you can't do that with a sport you cannot be great with something within 10 days or one month of doing something these people mm-hmm. that you see that are accomplished and you know focused and you know mastered their crafts you know lebron james you know the juice monkey you see in the gym mm-hmm. you know uh obama mm-hmm. you know you know even people um people don't recognize you know people under the under the, uh under the scenes you know david banners mm-hmm. these people have mastered certain things so that way they can be great they have mastered, you know, speech. LeBron, I'm, he he's mastered so he even mastered one thing that helped him master other things, which is now becoming a public figure. Yep, yep. It's not just about basketball no more. I have a family now, you know. My voice is like he said, very, very able to be heard around the world and be very powerful. You know, I have a, a you know a, a man born of what is it white mom mm-hmm. black you know a nigerian father right, right. coming into play to be a president of a, that's crazy of, a, of the not i think kenya father top, i don't know top african world, regardless <laughs> african black male mixed male african-american man sorry no disrespect out there i'm i'm mine my mind's running right now but for him to be able to become a president in the like top three most corrupt nations in the world you know so and just, then like and the the other temptation is to go to the gym and not really max out. You know what I'm saying? To go up in oh, there yeah. and, and not go hard. Like, I know when I first started going back, when I reflect on it, I had those moments where I was I, like, I could have won. You know what I saying? dare I anybody out there to, to go try and force a six-pack in, <laughs> in in 10 days. I dare you to go bang abs out 10 days in a row and see what you do on day 11. Yeah, you know? And so, and, and so I think to your point is that ability to understand that if you take one area of your life and you put deep focus into it and you're ready to take the sacrifice, you could dominate that area. Because that's how I look at LeBron James. That's how I looked at, you know, even we can go back to music, Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like these are people who dominated an area of life and it led to other things that happened afterwards. True. You know what I'm saying? Tiger Woods. Like I didn't know True. nothing about golf until I 
heard about never, that too. Never, never, <laughs> never would have knew. You would have been drinking Arnold Palmer the whole life, not <laughs> knowing who that was, not knowing nothing. Wouldn't have thought it, you know what I'm saying? But he dominated, you know what I'm saying? Go. And now his name is attached to it. And that's the one thing that I always. And pay attention to Tiger. We had, we had, we got our, we had, here's our journey. Step one, we stepped our foot in the door. We were the first black, whatever, to be recognized in mm-hmm. golf. We had steps like maybe one, one through three, where we was the first, not only the first black one, that but we was winning when we first mm-hmm. came in here. Four through eight, I want to say, we went through hell. Yep. <laughs> they dragged our name. We got divorced. We crashed a car. Yep. We, got, we got injured so many times. We were losing. We were in 50th place. Yeah. S- stages nine. Somehow, some way, my foot is right I mean, back bro in the came doors. Back on top of the Somehow, world. Somehow, <laughs> some way, my name is relevant right now in a positive way. Yeah. And in step ten, somehow, I win. Right. Right. But that also shows you that. Um, and once again, we're gonna get to the unnecessary pain. Um, you still don't lose your gift in the middle of it. You know what I mean? You don't ever. One thing that. Because God gives us free will, or whatever, and we are human, and, and He's not, so our mind does race because there's so many things that we focus on that are unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So one thing is that if you are in tune with your gift, or you are in search of your gift, do not, you know, fall short of focus. Focus right. is the key to everything. Right, and so um, back to that real quick. I'll say that you know one thing that I want people to start thinking about and to everybody listening I really want you to think about this what is your name associated with when people hear your name what do they think of when we hear Tiger Woods you think of golf when you hear Michael Jordan you think of basketball you hear LeBron you think of you have no choice you know what I mean his name is completely associated with that area because he dominated it what area of life do you dominate that makes your name associated with that area? Especially if you have truth to give, you got life to give, you need to find an area in life that you can dominate. And one more thing, too, the stuff that we were talking about in the gym, it's that self-reflection mm-hmm. that really brings out that greatness. You got to be able to I always say this, that, you know, wisdom doesn't come with age because you got old fools in the world. You, you know what I mean? You ain't just building arms. You're building your mind. Right. You're not, you're not just building your, your backup. You're not just... You're also not trimming fat. You're also trimming negative energy. Right. See, wisdom comes with you don't always, perception. You don't it's, always go into the gym to get gains. Right. You don't always want to go to the gym to gain muscle or whatever. You might you might want to tone down some. You might want to tone up. And look, dope technique that I do that I want to give everybody to do, really practical thing is when I make up a number in my mind, like let's say if I'm, you know what I'm saying, doing crunches or something and I, I want to hit 30 or whatever. I make sure I do 31 before I hop up. I always go one extra, one more, something like that. And it just does something to my brain. It shows me that I can always go an extra mile, no matter what bar I set for myself. Uh, So important technique, I want y'all to take that with you. Just go one more, 31, 21, just go one more. Uh, So let's let's transition over to um, the unnecessary pain. Is there any unnecessary pain that you know what I'm saying you went through in life that you could go back and be like even though you learned something you didn't really have to do that <laughs> you know oh man I mean? well like do you want a recent one or do you want one in my past time oh it don't matter man let's, let's go for the past man okay for the, my most past one I, I could say was just I 
about how I was going with like living a double life back mm-hmm. home. Like, you know, you was this kid. Uh, people thought that you was, you know, basically like a little Carlton. Like, you know what I'm saying? That you went to a Catholic school. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, they wore khakis and you were nice and for your family, things are this and that. But then your friends know you as something totally different. And then, like, there's right. another, there's so many different realms of friends that you end up creating. Right. And they all know you for something different, you know? So it was like a lot of, it was becoming to a point where a lot of people knew me for different things. Mm-hmm. You know, not some of them good, some of them bad, you know, some of them. Some people know me for straight celebrations, or you know, some people know me for I did may have did something so rude or ignorant mm-hmm. to someone, or whatever. They remembered me like, oh, that was like, oh, and then or, you know, it just so many different things. You know, it just these things brought unnecessary pain because I was like, I was putting myself through stress. I'm stressing myself out because I'm not being who I truly should be, which is myself all the time. Right, right, right. I need to right. just forget what forget what he or she or my mother or my family would think about me and just be who I need to be. Like right. regardless, either you're going to take me who I am or whatever or leave me alone. You're either going to support me or extort me, get away from me. I don't want your negative energy. I don't want your <laughs> negative energy. Me, extort me. I don't want your negative energies, you know. You know, I got a colorful aura. I want neon guts. That's Luzi, you know, for real. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want anything that's not bright and loving to come my way. Accept me for who I am. You know, that's I did that to myself. That's that's a, that's something I cause a self harm. Because mm-hmm. I was running away from who I am because I wanted other people to accept me and it's just they need to accept me for who I am regardless of what I may bring to the table. Right. I know, um, and for me, it was probably my affiliation with gang culture, man. Um, I learned a lot, you know what I mean? It's this, I, I did learn that you can die for something. God you know bless I mean? me that I wasn't naive because back east we don't have gangs. Mm-hmm. We have friends versus friends. <laughs> yeah. not, like, you know, it, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't naive to understand or to have because me back east, I was one of those weird kids that knew about West Coast life mm-hmm. because I did have an aunt that lived out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like I wasn't in sort of tune with the lifestyle out here because you could hear stories. But then if you're hearing stories from somebody that you you know know or whatever and you've seen it on TV and then you actually doing research on it, I, w- I fell short to never to be naive about what goes on out here on the West, mm-hmm. on the West, on the West side. See, I was back and forth to California. I, I visited a lot. So I was always still, and when I and when I was really young, before I moved to Louisiana the first time, I was like really surrounded by it. Um, you know, I me mean? even my mom dated gangbangers, so I was it was like always in my face. Um, and so when I went to Louisiana, I took that same mentality down there with me. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, gang culture in Louisiana is way different from gang culture. Oh yeah, for sure, in down south, California. So I learned a lot. Is yeah, it's, it's it's different. It it can, it's still dangerous, but it's different, way different. Um, but when I was out there, man, I I did learn that you can die for something. That's the only thing I think I, I would take here. from me. But it's not the right thing to die for. You know what I'm saying? It's, I tell people you dying for your own pride. And that's what I, I figured out as I grew up. It's like, man, that's not what you should die for. You shouldn't die for your own pride. Unnecessary pain. I respect all my brothers and sisters out there, anything in between, um, that, uh, that is affiliating themselves with this thing. But I would just suggest anybody that is not affiliated with this thing to keep yourself away from this type Man, of thing. Man, at all costs. Don't even to even bring your mind to even to even think, 
you know, blood versus crib, you know, or any, you know, Asian, Asian boy, long, any of that stuff. Just keep your mind and energy away from that completely because once you even add that to your everyday life or even your slightest bit of uh, thought process, it will find you. Mm-hmm. This is L.A. This is the West Side. You know what I'm saying? This is where gangs originally, well, not necessarily originally reside, but this is where they reside at, at level 10 max. Yeah. And, and listen, if you were like me, where you thought you had to do it, because I thought I had to do it, you know what I'm saying? To survive, really. I thought I had to do it. Everybody around me was doing it, and you don't want to be a punk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Out, you yeah. feel like you Shout out to my hurt. gang members out there. Shout, so, out, shout out to gang members. Man, you know? man, straight up, because I, I feel that pain. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. feeling like you have to do it. But I'm telling you, you don't have to do it. It is a lie. You don't have to do it. Um, and if you and if you are in it, I'm praying for you, yeah, man. Sure. And I hope you're praying for yourself, yeah. man, to get you out of there, man. There are people who have survived it. Hell so, yeah. you know gang, what I'm gang, saying? Yeah. Shout out to anyone out there, you know, banging your set, you know, re- representing you, you know. Stay safe out there, you know. Say yeah. a prayer once or once or twice this week, you know what I'm saying? Keep your head up. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm praying that you, that you get out of it, man. Um, so, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that life is kind of almost split up in those two dynamics where you have necessary pain, some stuff that you have to go through, you know what I'm saying, to mm-hmm. get to be who you are. But then there's some some unnecessary pain. There's some stuff that we kind of, that we take ourselves through that they may teach us lessons on the inside, but it's only, you only learn lessons in hindsight. There's some stuff that you don't have to go through. Um, but I do think that in your relationship with God, that if he's guiding you the whole way, then he'll show you, like, this is what is required of you to become who I want you to be. And this right here, it's just you being ignorant. I forgive you for it, but you was being ignorant. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, like, for me noticing, like, what, what I can bring to the people, like, how I can connect with people and everything mm-hmm. like that, I had to truly get uncomfortable. But I'm at my best... I work best in chaos. I work best when my body and my mind is thinking rapidly. Right, right, when I'm right. Free when I'm not necessarily free, but my tension is free. Mm-hmm. My tension has it can go anywhere that it wants to go. So that's how I'm functioning, and that's how I'm being able to be free. Mm-hmm. Like if I know that when I, when I'm speaking to people or I'm trying to get a message out or I'm I'm in a studio with music or I'm doing something like this, my hands don't start getting sweaty or small little bit of clam on them. I know that I'm not. I'm not in tune with myself because I'm not being free. I'm not perspiring. I'm not. Uh, bro, you get the you get the sweat too. I get the uh, sweat. It, 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 like, nose first for me, and then it I get the, I get the, you know I get the letting them fumes off. Yeah, man. And look, and and that can that's actually powerful, man. Um, you know, one of the things people used to always ask me before I teach a class, before I preach, before I uh, get up on stage and perform, it's like, how do you deal with the stress? How you deal with the anxiety? Before stepping right there on stage And I tell them the truth I eat off of it You know what I'm saying I feel it Mm -hmm. I feel it And then I embrace it It's like it's there And then once I hit the stage I don't know It's like everything just gets warm You know what I'm saying It's like oh I'm in the anxiety You know I don't have to I don't have to negate it It don't have to leave me I'll take it You know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. Give it to me I'll take that So I can fuel off of it Because I know that these people that we consider so great and I and I speak only like right now like through sports I know that these ones that are so great I know that they can they can't feel themselves when they going through what they going through oh man I know Jordan wasn't wasn't I know he was not in 
he can't feel his limbs, whatever, when he when he playing, you know, game six, game seven, whenever he got the push off and he hit that last jumper. I know he not I know he don't feel his legs. Mm-hmm. I know you have Mar- to almost not be there. You know, know what I'm saying? saying? You gotta be almost you gotta be so in tune with the game that you almost I, not I know, even there. I, I know that you you're not you're not really thinking. Mm-hmm. You can't think if you're gonna be great with it. You gotta just do it. You can't. I, it's, it's so hard to explain like that small light of greatness. Like it's just it's right there. It's and that's really the whole concept of faith. Because when you're thinking, you're doubting. You know what I'm saying? Doubt, yeah, you're you, you doubting too, what you can do. You're putting too much into it. You're thinking you've already won. Just instead of you just focusing on winning. You've already put into a second thought, already a second thought. You should just, if we're going in and win, I shouldn't even have any second thought about anything other than winning. Right, right. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even have a maybe we might not, sort of. No, I need to go in straight with synonyms, adjectives that describe me accomplishing my goal, me winning, me coming out number one. And so every, every doubt that comes to my mind, um, another tool for y'all, man. Learn how to win arguments against yourself. If you got doubts that come in your mind, win that argument against yourself. A lot of us, you get them doubts and you lose the argument. You know what I mean? You you hear all them, you hear yourself say negative things about yourself, and you just start believing them. You don't have to believe every thought that you have. You can choose to believe which thoughts you want to believe that come inside your mind. So you got to learn how to win arguments with yourself to be able to move forward, man. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think this was a dope episode, bro. Uh, Very <laughs> I appreciate you for coming through, man. Thank you know what I'm saying? Thank you. God uh, bless everybody out there listening, too. Chop it up with your boy. Anything, any one last thing you want to say, man, before we wrap it up? Um, I just want to uh, tell everybody out there, I want you to have a great night. Um, I appreciate you. You are loved. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are intelligent. You are everything. Um, learn to grow and uh, accomplish things. Um, bring just bring compassion, empathy, respect, honesty, um, anything that is a positive value, moral into your life, and just have you know, just do me a favor, just have one more glass of that red wine before we have wine, and just remember that this was Ty. Straight up, yeah, man. So the the sight for your sight is here. The eyes have been made free. Close your eyes and see with your heart. You'll be a visionary in real time. Let's get it.